0: From post to post, from buckle to buckle, from bell to bell, from ringside to worldwide, from corner to corner with your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne.
1: Awful confident for a guy who had little faith.
0: I told you. I've seen them drop the ball so many times in thirty years as a fan. Until until they were on the plane home with the trophy, I couldn't believe. But I believe today. I
1: believed a wow. while.
0: You did. You did. You 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 know you you definitely was uh, was on board with it. Congratulations
1: the, the, to the Atlanta Braves. Right.
0: Those of you that are living under a rock today, right. the, the Braves. My Braves won the World Series for the first time since 1995 when I was 20 years old. I'm much older than that now. So I just had to start off that way. That actually wasn't the way I was going to do it until they won the, won the World Series. So My
1: mind's still blown that you were 20 years old when they won the World Series in 1995. <laughs> yeah.
0: because I was not. Yeah, I know. You were like, what, 10?
1: <laughs> I'm still a child.
0: I'm a little bit older than you.
1: You were a man.
0: Yeah. I was a child. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that I was a man at 20. I was still living at home with mom and dad.
1: <laughs> but it was a good postseason. You know, Atlanta, with all their struggles, uh, below five hundred at the All-Star break, yep. lost their two best players, yeah. arguably the best player in baseball. Right. And they just it, it just goes to show you it takes getting hot at
0: the right time. Right. The GM went out and made a couple of key acquisitions. And, man, they just went on a run, and they just, you know, played hard. And I was talking to somebody earlier who's also a Braves fan. He's like, if we'd had these kind of bats in the 90s, we would have won five World Series. (laughs) We just didn't have the bats back in. We had the arms. We didn't have the bats. Right. So, it was a lot of two-to-one games and one-to-nothing games back then. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of those. Yeah. So, But, anyways, baseball talk is over with. We're back with From Corner to Corner. Another lackluster week of wrestling so far. Yeah, not much going on. It, is is it bad if I tell you that I haven't watched wrestling in like I don't know three weeks?
1: It's not. You're, you're not. You haven't missed a whole lot.
0: I mean, I did watch a few minutes of Raw the other night. Um, apparently, missed a great match between Raw and, or I mean, between Raw between Becky Lynch and uh, Bianca.
1: It actually kicked the show off.
0: Yeah, and then. Uh,
1: you know, you mentioned and Bianca. I'm gonna go on and just start it. I'm gonna start my first missing the mark.
2: Okay.
1: My first missing the mark is Bianca's a great talent. I Very think everybody so. would agree. Yes. She has superstar written all over. Her. We talked after SummerSlam that it was so it was so disrespectful to her to take to, to have her take the uh, to lose the belt to Becky, to take the loss to Becky in 26 seconds. But they continue to have her lose. She's in these big matches, and she just continues to lose. She's had five title matches since uh, SummerSlam, and she's lost all of them. The one with Becky, the most recent one, was the best one that she's had. But I don't know how that does her character any well, uh, to continue to lose like that, yeah, and I, it just—it blows my mind that you would cut the legs out from underneath a superstar like that.
0: Yeah, and each of the matches up until Monday night had been lackluster. Now the triple threat match was uh, was pretty good. Yeah. Now, one of the matches was an interference of Sasha Banks, which we talked about saved that match. It did. Right? Because it was not a good match. Right. Uh, the triple threat match at uh, Crown Jewel was pretty good. And then I didn't watch Monday Night Raw, but it was heavily talked about that it looked like it was a really, really good match. Right. I don't know. Is that just two people getting used to each other? Because they'd never wrestled each other before. Right. Uh, this little series. Of course, when you start out with the twenty seven. Second
2: match, right.
0: it's kind of hard to get any rhythm. It
1: is so. I, I just you know they're really missing the mark with Bianca. I mean, yeah, she does have money written all over. She's, I mean, strong as pound for pound, maybe the most strong, the, the most powerful and strong wrestler on the on the roster. Yes,
0: uh, and definitely the strongest female wrestler. And just,
1: but I mean, she just keeps having these matches, and like, eventually she has to get the belt back. I mean, oh, I guess they're building towards Charlotte and Becky at, at Survivor Series, but does it have to be at the expense of Bianca Belair?
2: Right.
0: Well, I mean, I'll just feed off of that. My first missing mark is she's had five title shots since SummerSlam. I almost went with that one, too. Nobody gets five title shots in a month and a half. Right. It's every single match. And, I mean, Becky pushed her off for three weeks. I guess it's probably been closer to two months because that was August. But I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Is there nobody else that can get in the ring with Becky? Right.
1: I mean, again, and, and, you know, to kind of combine the two, it, it, it's not doing Bianca Belair any favors. Right. And at this point. And it kind of
0: isn't doing Becky any favors.
1: Right. That's what I was going to say. At this point, it's not doing Becky any favors. We talked any about it
0: last favor. week how people don't want to wrestle with, with uh, Charlotte. <laughs> I mean. With Charlotte and Becky both carrying title belts, Bianca getting washed down the drain, Sasha Banks is the only person that has any credibility whatsoever on both brands to to contend for a title, which reiterates last week's Missing the Mark. They need to combine the two right. and do a secondary. Right. And and that way you can have your Carmelas and Liv and Liv Morgan's and them uh, uh, compete for that secondary, and then you've got your four or five core. Man, I tell you what, Bailey being gone is killing the women's it division is. right now.
1: Oscar being gone.
0: Right now, I forget about Oscar being hurt too. Yeah. Raquel Gonzalez lost her belt last she's, week.
1: She's got to be on the way up, right? She's,
0: they need her. Yeah. Right. She's one of those that. Feels like that she could contend with these girls. She's got a good look. Right. She's strong. She's actually very athletic in the in the ring. Right. They've tied uh, Rhea off on the superhero trail in right. the tag division, which elevates. Um, oh gosh, what's her face? Uh, the hero. Can you even think of her name? Nikki. A-S-H. Nikki. It elevates Nikki, but I think it brings. Um, Rhea down boy! I tell you what, I can't remember anybody's name tonight.
1: You're you're still on cloud nine. Yeah, like, you're still tomahawk yeah, chopping.
0: Yeah. Solar, uh, Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk, I can name all the brave but, players. You know, you
1: and and I and I will close with this. Uh, if all they're going to do is bring up Raquel Gonzalez and give her the Rhea Ripley treatment, Rhea Ripley started out hot as a firecracker. Yeah, but if she if if she she has no sustained main event status right. with 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 the women's division currently. If they're going to treat Raquel Gonzalez like that, just keep her in NXT.
0: Right. Well, and one more name to add to that that we didn't bring up. A few weeks ago, they started back with Shayna Baszler being kind of a bad butt, you know? Right. And she was breaking people's arms and You're hurting right. people. Well, she didn't have any faces to go against. No. There's too many heel right. women. I mean, Sasha's a heel, Charlotte's a heel, Becky's a heel. Shayna's the heel.
1: I guess that's why Bianca's always in the match, because she's I, about the only face. Yeah. But they could play Does Shayna. Does Bailey
0: with, come back as a face? I don't think she can. I don't think she can either, but, I mean, what are they going to do?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's about time to flop Sasha again. But <laughs> um, The big show
0: of female wrestling.
1: <laughs> right. But I think if they use Shayna Baszler as a vigilante type, and she just attacks everybody, yeah, I think that could work.
0: She could be a good tweener. She could be. Um so, yeah, but anyways, I know that's a long section on women wrestling, but it seems to be kind of the forefront right now. I mean, Big E's just kind of coasting along. Roman doesn't have a whole lot going on. I mean,
1: Roman's beat basically everybody. Yeah. So. There's got to, I mean. I guess, I guess it's Drew McIntyre next. Yeah, but
0: I don't know what the whole suspension with Brock Lesnar is and, and all that stuff. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, I'm not real sure what's going on with that.
1: But just a little tease. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I think I think it was sent to both of us. But Ted DiBiase has said he can front the money for Brock Lesnar's suspension. Right. What a fantastic storyline! You get the million dollar man. Everybody's got a price. Teamed up with Brock Lesnar, he now has a mouthpiece. He now has the financial
0: good mouthpiece.
1: Right, and he now has the financial backing. Yeah. So he can do whatever he wants because Ted's going to pay it and you don't have to split, split Roman and Paul up. It's beautiful. If yep. that's not the way they go, they are missing the mark.
0: Well, I, the WWE don't generally see tweets come out like that if it doesn't right. mean something.
1: We I'll, talk about those seeds being planted. Yeah.
0: It, it's Look what he did for Cameron Grimes. And, right. and, and, to and, yeah. the moon. And, and, and the funny thing about it is, it's like, He's obviously still working with the WWE, but he's coming to WrestleCade this month, right? So, that doesn't normally happen. Right. We we don't normally see WWE contracted guys down there. Right. So, I don't know if he's a pay-per-basis type thing or or what. Or if the Legends
1: contract works a little differently or how it works. but. Uh, but, yeah, that, was, that, that is a really uh, neat thing yep. that, to keep an eye on. I actually have one more missing the mark, if, okay. if, 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 if you will allow me time.
0: Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs>
1: so I want to say the Internet marks are missing the mark. All you've heard is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, his contract's up. Oh, he's going to show up here. He's going to show up there. Oh, who's he taking with him? Oh, look, uh, Kevin Owens' contract's almost up. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly, he can't be happy in WWE. Oh, Brian Cage, he's probably not happy. And you have these internet marks that just run with any piece of uh, information that they get. It doesn't have to be credible or not. Right. Kevin Owens cut a promo Monday night, and he played into the, the, the marks. He said, whether I'm here for three months or three years. Because his contract's up in three months. Right. So, yeah, he's – these guys are smart. It,
0: it popped up today that Kyle O'Reilly's is done in, in a month.
1: Right. So, so they're playing into – they play into all this stuff. But, why can't we as wrestling fans just enjoy the product? Why do we have to know everything? Right. Why can't it just be a surprise if Bray Wyatt shows up in AEW or if Bray Wyatt shows up in Impact or he just decides to do indie stuff or, for the love of all things holy, what if he comes back to the WWE? That seems to be an option
0: nobody talks about. Right.
1: And, you are like, just enjoy it for
0: what it is. Be- because a lot of today's wrestling fans are not what we are we grew up on kayfabe wrestling right we grew up our second episode was the curtain call right right that unlocked all there is to kayfabe wrestling right right i mean we talked in depth about what that was to the industry and stuff right the thing the worst part about it is is you've got I think a lot of those seeds are planted on purpose. Mm-hmm. But you've got guys behind the stage that overhear partial conversations mm-hmm. and then they tell somebody because they get paid a thousand bucks for the information. Right. And then it and then it goes all crazy. How many times have we had conversations about rumors of things that was going to transpire in the WWE and us before we had this podcast? Mm-hmm call it in a conversation going that will not transpire now Mm -hmm. because the wwe does not like to be predictable right so when it's it's one of those things i wish i could pull one out of my head right now that we've talked about and stuff but it's generally like oh well well perfect example Everybody thought that Brock and Becky, Becky, were coming back way before Summerslam. Right, right. Every every freaking pay per view.
1: Oh, here we go. This yep. is a pop- This is where Becky comes out. I was I, w- I was watching the airports and I saw that Becky Lynch bought a ticket.
0: Right, right. What, what, and I want to be like you know Brock Lesnar was in Minneapolis. <laughs> no kidding. He lives in Minnesota.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like you know that Becky's husband. Currently wrestles with the WWE. Yeah. Right?
0: and they have a kid, so she's probably traveling. She's probably behind stage. It doesn't mean that she's wrestling. Right. But I mean, when you see snippets of that stuff come out, very rarely does it ever come right. come true. Right. Because it's like, oh, well, we was going to have Brock come back tonight, but now we can't do that now because they've ruined it.
1: Right. And part of that, I think, is Vince knows and his people know what to leak. And I think some of that, and I think Tony Khan is starting to, to get into that as well, to throw off sense. I think it's yeah. a, it's a, here, let's 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 throw him a little bone over here. Hey, pay attention over here. Don't look at what we're doing over here. Right. Pay no attention to what's going on behind the curtain. Look at this. Yeah. So, yeah. but I just wish that the internet marks would just chill out. Okay. And, and and stop listening to what Generation Me has to say on being the elite.
0: <laughs> All right. I bet a lot of people don't know who that who they are.
1: I bet you're right they don't. Yeah. That's the that is Nick and Mark or Nick and Kyle. I don't know. I do the the super kick mania guys. You know, yeah, young bucks.
2: Yeah.
0: When they were their old TNA days.
1: That generation me. Yeah. It was a rip-off of the Hardy Boys.
0: That's funny. I saw uh, a picture the other day of them, and it was titled Generation Me. It was pretty funny. Hey,
1: let's uh, real quick before we go any further and get into this uh, topic I'm really excited about. uh, I think you and I talked about the seeds being planted for Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, and the jealousy angle. Yes. And if you watched AEW last week – it's Somebody's hat. getting jealous. I believe Kenny's getting a little
0: jealous. I think you're right. And I, it looked like it's a Kenny pulling away from the elite. It's
1: opposite of what we thought it was going right. to
0: be.
1: But they can still swerve us on that. Right. Nonetheless, the jealousy angle's being played. Yeah. And it looks like that a, the split is happening. Yeah.
0: And it. It's funny that it's working out about the same time that Kevin Owens is going to be coming up due on his contract. So we probably won't see a payoff on that for a little bit. I do unfortunately think Kevin Owens probably goes to AEW. To, I, to I, do I, I tend to agree. Um,
1: and and listen, and like you and I have talked, if that's what makes you happy and it's best for your family, then go do it, man.
0: Right. But it shouldn't – like I don't want that moment – I thought Kevin was more of a money guy <laughs> Than anything, but I mean, he is a huge family
1: guy. I mean, think about the moment that Phil Brooks debuted. Okay, how bigger would that moment have been if nobody knew?
0: Oh, you think you think that one guy was crying? The whole freaking audience would be crying, and people at home would be crying. Right, and 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 I think AEW
1: probably did that one intentionally because they've proven when they want to keep secrets, they can keep
0: secrets. Right. Um, but you're, the, the back door to that is it wouldn't have been a jam-packed house had there not been the expectation right. of, well, of Punk being there.
1: I mean, but I will throw that back. with If you continue to focus on your product and not what the other guy's doing, you're going to have a jam-packed house. Yeah. They have the talent on the roster. So, I mean, you know, you're going to get CM Punk chance anywhere you go. So those CM Punk chants would have been there. With it being in Chicago, I tend to think it would have been a sold-out crowd anyway. But, I mean, I still to this day would have said, and I told you this, and I think I've said it on the podcast, I would have had MJF come out when his music hit. 100%, and it would have been fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, the crowd would have either been silent or would have booed so loud that you
2: could have heard it 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 would have
1: drowned out cult of personality. Yeah. And that would have been amazing. Yeah. But I digress. So my second missing the mark is the Internet marks. They need to chill out.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't disagree at all. I mean, I kind of touched on that a little bit last week, too. So, well, we've talked a lot about uh, tonight's topic.
1: We have discussed it a lot. And, you know, one of the things we discussed is – how we want the show to go. Right. You know, it's one of these similar to Owen Hart.
0: Yeah. Which you made the comment the other day, you thought maybe Owen's show was a little boring.
1: I did. I did, I did make that comment. And I don't think and that was... that's no
0: disrespect to
2: Owen. No,
1: that's no disrespect to Owen. It's just, I think we, the vision we had for the show. Yeah. Wasn't right. what we, after it was done, wasn't what we hoped it would be. Right. So, this week we're talking about Viva Viva La Raza. Eddie Guerrero. Lie, steal, What? Lie, Lie cheat, cheat and steal. steal. Yeah, I was going to put cheat and steal together and was going to come up with steach or I don't know what it was. Gonna, I don't know what it was. Just we'll edit that part out. So, um, I think when you think about Eddie Guerrero, there's so many things that come to mind. Yeah, And I think that one of the things we want to do today, and I don't think we got we did it with Owen enough is I think we want to just talk about Eddie yeah. and things that we really enjoy about enjoyed about Eddie Guerrero. And I think that would be a great... Memories and what we really love about Eddie Guerrero, I think that would be a great place to start.
0: I, I'm glad you thought of that because that, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I know that we didn't do that with Owen. And you know the funny thing about it, and I won't say funny, I feel like that we probably were a little more connected to Eddie than, right. than we were and because and Eddie was one of those guys that bounced back and forth, but I feel like he was most well known for his face time, right than, than being a heel. Because he was great at being a face that was a heel. right. I mean, I guess he the true definition of a tweener, it's so funny because he could literally cheat as a good guy. And, fans and be cheer. the bad
1: guy, <laughs> but but fans cheer. Yeah, here he is. He's cheating, and fans like yeah.
0: Well, the match that comes to mind is the one with Brock Lesnar, when he wins the world title. Right. He knocks he he knocks the ref out. Right. Then the belt's laying there. Knocks him out. Yeah. Smacks the chair on the ground and falls, and then <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, he's. The world champion, and he goes and runs out and jumps into the crowd. I mean, it was it was pretty cool on that part of it. Yeah, you know. Now his darkest time—I won't say darkest—that's bad word. The whole thing with, uh, right, Ray. with Ray. And, and all that he did not like that we've he talked not, about we that. have
1: talked about that and, the, yeah. and he didn't like and it.
0: the only reason he agreed to do it is because Dominic was okay with
1: it Dominic was and, yeah. and 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 Dominic has even gone on record and said and we and we've talked about this that and and he calls him Uncle Eddie yeah that Uncle Eddie would ask him before they did any vignette yeah are you okay with this yeah is this making you uncomfortable? Right. And we both agree that at any moment, had Dominic said, yes, it's making me uncomfortable,
2: Eddie would have. Eddie
1: said, we're not doing this anymore. Right. Because we know how high Eddie held family. Right. And he was not going to do anything to hurt his family. Right. Um, he did not like that angle. Uh, I'm sure Ray probably did not like the angle. Right. Uh, but Eddie and Ray in the match, in a ma- any match together,
0: and and, is, it, and it got over.
1: Yeah.
0: Because the WWE did a really good job of getting it over. Right. But mentally, it kind of it, it kind of weighed on Eddie a, a lot about that. I mean right. they they talked about that and you know, Dominic was a young kid. He was being on TV, right? right? He was part of the business. I I'm sure it was exciting for him and he may not even understood a whole lot of it. Right. Had that been a wrestler that was not as close as Eddie and Ray were would have never worked. No. Right? That only works between... You
2: know. Because
0: he was Uncle Eddie. Right.
1: It only works I'm, between... I'm
0: working with Uncle Eddie and my dad.
1: Right. It, it only works between guys that have that connection like Sean and Triple H. Right. Brett and Owen. Ray and Eddie, you got to have that connection. Yeah, like I mean, and and, and like and, and like you family said, family
0: angles are always dangerous. They're anyways.
1: dangerous. Um, and and I will go out. To, that that angle would never work today. Yeah. So, I remember seeing Eddie Guerrero. Eddie used to wrestle under a mask. I remember Eddie Guerrero early in WCW, and he was a luchador. That's when the cruiserweights came, and that was something completely different. Uh, you're used to these big Hulk and Hulk Hogan's and. Ultimate Warriors and Big Boss Mans, you know, just big guys. You know, we, we, we had the macho man who was about the closest thing to a high flyer. Shawn Michaels was a high – but not high flyers like the luchadors.
2: Yeah, with the flips
0: and the, the running and the jumps off the ropes. Right. And the – Hurricane
1: Heracron. Right. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, so when they first debuted in WCW, I'm like, wow. Like, you go back and watch – any of them: Super Calo, uh, Juventu Guerrero, uh, Ray Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Eddie. G- Go back and watch any of them. Yeah, they're all fantastic.
2: Who, uh,
0: uh, uh, Fusion Liger. I mean, Ju-
1: the- Juice and Thunder Liger. Yeah,
0: yeah, Thunder Liger. I, don't know. So, I, I got Liger right. You
1: did get Liger right. Yeah. But I mean,
0: uh, uh, Freddie Freeman. No, I'm <laughs> sorry,
1: that's what Brave said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, you know, you saw that, and it was just so different. Unfortunately. In WCW, like Rey Mysterio, like Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero was never going to get above that. I mean, he put on fantastic matches.
0: But they were never going to be anything more than like the second or third match on the card?
1: And do you know, and, 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 and here's my belief, WCW's slogan was WCW. Where the big boys play.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, those guys aren't big boys. So, automatically, whether it was intentional or not, slogan cuts them out. Right. Because you can't put Rey Mysterio in a match with Kevin Nash. Right. One, he's going to launch him like a lawn dart. He did that. Yeah. Two, it's not believable because the whole motto is, this is where the big boys play. Right. WCW – did a lot of good things for a lot of your young wrestlers one it was their first a lot of wrestlers' first real experience with commercialized American pro wrestling. They had done indie tours and you know, things like that they 'd wrestled little small, but none of them really had wrestled TV like that in america right where you 're on every week you get you know different rat you know rabbit fan bases and, 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 and things of that nature but it gave them Time to really hone their craft. They were really good anyway, but they got they got better. They they learned how to do the you know work the crowd and do all that. One of the best matches I've ever seen Eddie Guerrero wrestle. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko spent a little time in ECW. Did you know that?
0: Uh, no, I didn't.
1: Okay, their last match in ECW. This was after they left WCW, prior to them going to the WWE. Their last match in because they because they left WCW. I want to say prior to them closing the doors. Yeah, one of their last matches, or no, their last match in ECW. Of course, ECW crowds have a tendency to be what bloodthirsty, right? Right. I mean, this is the same. This is the same crowd that used to bring signs to matches, uh, cactus jack matches, and it would say Kane. You know, the Singapore Kane. Now they call them kendo sticks. Kane Dewey. Dewey is Mick Foley's son. So they were telling they were had signs hit Mick Foley's son with a Singapore cane. Yeah. Mick Foley at that point and he's gone on record to say that his whole mindset like he said I realized these people were bloodthirsty and they and, and he said so you, he started wrestling in ECW the most boring matches that he could, and and he did that intentionally. He would lock a dude in a headlock and hold it for like a minute and just sit there and hold it, and the fans would boo him, and he would like – he would yawn. It's really good stuff if you go back and watch.
0: Right. Well, and I remember his promo right. about where they talked about his son, Moon, and it made him mad.
1: It made him really mad. Yeah. Guerrero and Malenko. Boy, those are two names they can put on a match. You had them in the match, and they said, we're going to prove to this crowd that you don't need weapons, you don't need blood, you don't need hardcore. We're going to put on a wrestling match and make the fans want more. And they went about 30 minutes, I think, and tore the absolute house down, standing ovation. I mean, they're used to chairs and sticks and fire extinguishers and – Crucifying people. Like crazy stuff happened in ECW. Eddie and Dean puts on maybe one of the best technical matches you can see. Then they go to WWE. And their initial angle in WWE I absolutely loved.
0: Right. It was them two and Benoit and Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn. I can never I always want to say Mark Marrow when I see him. They're very similar in stature. I remember that. But, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, what's the one thing that didn't happen when they come to the WWE? They didn't get forced into that cruiserweight mindset, status. I don't even know that WWE even had cruiserweights. The, they did. They ha-
1: They called it the light heavyweight. That's right. I remember They that. had a janky light heavyweight yeah. title.
0: But, I mean, nobody of stature in that either. Right. But they didn't force those guys into that. Just like they didn't force Jericho into it when he came. Right. And WWE treated all of those guys differently than WCW did. And that's kind of why they skyrocketed. I don't know if anybody saw what... Or anybody knew what Eddie and even you know, uh, Ben Benoit was, was going to be. Right. Right. I don't know that anybody knew that definitely with Eddie. Right. I mean, Eddie was a good wrestler, but I don't know that they knew that they were going to get a guy who could literally make the crowd do whatever he wanted right. them to do.
1: Now you would think that Vince knew some of what they, what, what they had when, whenever, but to be honest, it could have just been like, Hey, those are four young guys. I can get them from WCW. They're pretty good in the ring. Let's sign them and see what happens. Right. So, they come in as the radicals. It's the closest thing the WWE got to Hall and Nash showing up at WCW.
2: Yeah.
1: Because they just, if you remember, they just started being at ringside. Yeah. And it's like, what the heck are these guys doing here? Like – they're they're not supposed to be here I know who these guys are they're on Turner networks they're not on USA and then we got to see them in the ring and my lord though I mean we knew they could go right but it was like the like the chains had been released like Vince was like go out and show them and boy did they ever show them yeah and 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 you and you're right I don't know that Vince ever looked at Eddie Guerrero and said Yep, that's the guy right there. Yeah. But i tell you what he has been doing. He's been looking for a guy like Eddie Guerrero ever since. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt.
1: I, I, mean, mean, I mean, how many chances has Alberto Del Rio got? Yeah. Uh, if you listen to your internet, Marks, they think he's coming back to the WWE. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, I mean, they had Andrade. You know what Andrade couldn't do? Couldn't talk. Couldn't talk.
0: Anytime they get. And they've tried with Angel Garza, but they keep flip flopping him around. They, they were headed in the right direction with him when he was in NXT. What do they do? Bring him to the main roster and ruin him. I think that was our
1: missing the mark last week. <laughs> but they do. Ha- and Angel Garza is a prime example. You, one of the first times we saw him, your exact words were, he's the next Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. He can wrestle. He can talk.
0: He's got charisma.
1: He's got charisma. He's smooth. Yeah. He can, like...
0: The whole pant thing that he did when he was in... You know, he'd come out with the long pants and then halfway through the match, rip them off in the corner over by one of the women in the crowd. Yeah. Dude, not many wrestlers could pull something off like that. Right. And then with the roses and stuff. Right. I'm just... They knew what they had in NXT, and they ruined it. I mean...
1: So... Vince, to get back to that, Vince may have not known what he had. He did know eventually what he had, yeah. and he's been looking for it again. He yeah. hasn't been able to find it. Yeah, that because
0: guy. once he figured it out, I mean, he wrote him. I mean, yeah. he, he gave him. I mean, world title runs. Yeah, world title uh, runs. I mean, dude, main event segments. And then he spent all that time with China. I mean, that time with China was some of his best work ever. Right. And it was more comedy. Right. I mean, he didn't do a ton of wrestling. No. That was more her wrestling than it, anything.
1: And and, and it, but it got her over. Yeah. And I think yeah. they used Eddie. Well, what was
0: it? Denny he her her
1: Mamacita? Yeah, Mamacita.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamacita.
1: Mamacita. <laughs> and uh, she was a foot and a half taller than him. Right. <laughs> it was so funny. It was. It was. It was great. But that doesn't work if it's not Eddie Guerrero. Right. I mean, like. Chris Jericho, you put Chris Jericho there. It's like, no, Chris, no, Chris Benoit doesn't work. Perry Saturn, he's too goofy. Yeah. He's really good in the ring, but they stick him with a mop. Do you remember Moppy? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's bad. Dean Malenko didn't have longevity. I think he has ALS. So I think he started uh, developing symptoms of ALS early on, and that really cut his wrestling career short, Uh, unfortunately, because – Dude was great,
0: but, but out of all five of those, Jericho and Eddie and Eddie and, and I mean Ben Long, you know, for, and well, you know, until all that went down. But I mean, the you almost wonder if Eddie wouldn't still be wrestling now.
1: Well, he was only thirty eight when he died.
0: Yeah, and he died when in was what oh five? 05? Yeah, so he'd be in his fifties.
1: He wouldn't be wrestling, I don't think.
0: Yeah,
1: I bet he'd still be on TV.
0: Yeah,
1: because Vince McMahon knew what he had. Yeah. And I don't think he was going. He would have let Eddie Guerrero go.
0: Eddie Guerrero would have been fantastic as a manager with these these guys.
1: Yeah. You don't think Eddie Guerrero would have done great things with Andrade? Yeah. Like, my goodness, man, because Andrade has it. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. And he's got the charisma. He just can't talk. Yeah. Which is why a lot of our Asian, you know, Japanese-Chinese wrestlers never work out. Yeah. Because they're so hard to understand. Yeah. I think that's why Shinsuke's never got a world title run. Because you can't understand him, really.
2: He, he had...
0: Did he not... I thought he had the title for a little bit.
1: I don't think he did. Maybe he did. He, he did an NXT. Yeah. Um, but... It was... I mean, it just... Eddie was 100% the complete package. And when... Vince, of course, he of course of course he got fired from the WWE for uh he got he got in trouble with DUI. He was he had a, he had a little bit of a drug problem. He got fired from the WWE. He spent a year in the NDC. Vince thought so much of him, he brings him back. That's when Cameron Grimes to the moon.
2: Yeah.
1: Um uh, I mean, the day that he was the day that he died. He was supposed to be in a triple threat match where it's rumored he was winning
0: the world title back. Right. That was against uh, Orton and Batista, right? Orton and Batista. You don't – listen, Vince gives – I mean, Orton and
1: Batista. Right. Vince gives a lot of wrestlers one title reign. Yeah. You got to be the real deal to get more than one title reign.
2: Yeah.
1: How many title reigns does Ultimate Warrior get?
0: One. How well, mean, not including, I mean, one world title. One world title reign. How many world
1: title reigns does Sergeant Slaughter get? One. What about Kofi Kingston? One. Bobby Lashley?
0: I guess it's just one? Just one.
1: I mean, if you don't, and we're not counting the ECW title. Yeah. Kevin Owens? One.
0: And it wasn't very long at all.
1: Wasn't very long. Vince doesn't give multiple title runs to a lot of people. Right. Eddie Guerrero was going to and you have to think it wasn't going to be his last one. Right. There were so and, and as I said, he was 38. He legitimately had somewhere between five and seven good years left in the ring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we 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 talked last week. AJ Styles is 42, 43, Randy Orton's about that age. You know, like you mean, you mean you mean to tell me that they're I mean, still not putting on great
0: matches? I mean, Bobby Roode is that is that is right in that range too? Is Bobby Lashley like is like to... in the best shape of his life,
1: and Bobby Lashley's doing his best work right now. Uh,
0: his best WWE work.
1: Yeah, his best work overall was when he was in hit TNA. Right, but I mean, look what Chris Jericho. So it wouldn't be far fetched to think that Eddie Guerrero would still be wrestling. I mean, look look what Chris Jericho's doing. Yeah,
0: I mean he could. Do- well, I mean. The Rock and Roll Express. I mean, oh, yeah. they're still wrestling. Yeah, they're, I they're, mean,
1: and they're like a hundred. Yeah, but
0: so it's doable.
1: Eddie would be doing for WWE right now what Jericho's doing for AEW. Yeah, and
2: yeah,
1: you know, did they did they put him in some goofy gimmicks? They did. You remember? I don't know if you were even watching when they did the Mexicals, Do you remember yes, that?
2: Yes,
1: I do. And the and the LWO, the Latino World Order. Yeah. Uh, and like he was he's been in some goofy gimmicks they come out riding lawnmowers and stuff like I mean can can we be any more stereotypical can we can we I mean can we what the roofing gimmick was taken like right. come on
0: but see that's when they could get away with that stuff
1: they could but it you was you can't like, get away with it now you can't and, <laughs> and I'm glad you can't right like I like you know I remember a lot of those things you know even thinking back further than that you know the the trash men and the race car drivers and the clowns and the dentists and all the goofy gimmicks that people were people were uh pegged with. Yeah. You know, Okay, they happen. They they it is what it is.
0: Well and but Vince was that was his thing back then. Right. I mean Isaac Yankel. Right. Come on. I mean seriously. Sparky
1: man. Plug. Yeah. The NASCAR racer.
2: Yeah.
0: Listen.
1: Whenever he got rid of those goofy gimmicks and they became and he became hardcore Bob Holly, dude could go. He was yeah. good. Yeah. But he, he spent so long doing goofy gimmicks. It's amazing that he lasted as long as he did. Right. I
0: mean. But may, may not have had it not been for the introduction of the hardcore title. May not
1: have been. Same thing with Al Snow. Yeah. Carried around a fake head. Yeah. Crazy. But I mean, you see in the crowd sometimes back when he wrestled nothing but those styrofoam heads. Right. Just, he, he got it over. We, yeah. we, we talked about Perry Saturn, and they put him in a gimmick where he fell in love with a mop. He got it over. Right. Dusty Rhodes, yellow polka dots,
0: got it over. Yeah. When you can get goofy he stuff... he got the yellow polka dots over so much that they put yellow polka dots on her, too. Right. when you get a goofy gimmick, and you get it over... Then you know what you're doing.
1: You know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean... Rusev got the Rusev day over.
2: Yeah.
0: And it, like, he sold so many dang-on shirts, it wasn't even funny. And it even turned into Lana Day. Yeah.
1: Like, just, it's, it's, a, I, I say all that to say Eddie did that. He got the Mexico's and the LW, like, he got all that over. Right. Because he's Eddie Guerrero. Right. And he has it.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole. The whole lie, cheat, and steal thing. I mean, that was when I mean, like, he would cheat to win, and the crowd loved it. And it's and it's amazing because those are the things we tell our kids
1: not to do. Right. You're not supposed to lie. You're not supposed to cheat. You're not supposed to steal. Eddie Guerrero. But it's like, Dad, Eddie Guerrero's out telling me to do it.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. How can you argue with Eddie? Right. <laughs> He'll convince you it's okay. Right. And it's just so. I mean, I could talk about. Eddie Guerrero, and watch Eddie Guerrero matches all the time. Right. You know, I mean, you th- you you think about the guys who, who have come along since Eddie. Can you imagine the match that Eddie Guerrero and AJ Styles would have had? Eddie Guerrero and this version of Randy Orton? Eddie Guerrero and Edge? I mean, Edge was there, but I don't know that they really interacted much.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Eddie worked with the bigger guys. Yeah. I mean, he worked with the big shows and with Brock, Brock Lesnar. I mean we already know what Brock Lesnar is. Yeah. He beat Brock Lesnar. Not a lot of guys can say they did that.
1: At WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah. beat Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar came
1: back and is just the I'll do whatever I want to, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The Brock Lesnar that could go in the ring. Yeah. Like Eddie Guerrero was really good. His stuff with JBL was fantastic. Oh, yeah. But there's somebody who's very underrated as JBL. Right. But um, Eddie Guerrero could. Like, I literally. You, you, you see these videos about. I've seen Kenny Omega and I've seen AJ Styles. And they wrestle full matches with inanimate objects. Dude, they're believable. I've seen um, Kenny Omega wrestle a, a match with a blow-up doll, like just an inflatable doll. And it, you would have thought, if you didn't know what it was, you would have thought that it was a real person. Yeah. I've seen him with brooms. And when you can pull off those moves and make them look so real, you got it. Right. I have no doubt Eddie Guerrero could do that. That's why, he, that's why they put him in matches with the bigger guys, with the Batistas and the big shows, because they're limited in what they can do, unless you put them with a genius like Eddie Guerrero.
0: Right, that can carry the whole match.
1: They can carry everything. Listen, I just need you to stand there yeah. and just follow my lead, yeah. and I will make you look like a million bucks. And he did. Yeah. I mean, you talked about his uh, little, his little uh, segment where uh, he would hit the chair on the mat and then fall. Well, have yeah. you seen the one where it didn't work, where he hit it and he pitched the chair to, uh, to his opponent?
0: Kurt Angle, I think.
1: And then Kurt Angle hit the chair on the ground and pitched it back to him, and then Kurt Angle fell, yeah. and the referee turned around and was like, and, and Eddie's like, like, no, 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 I didn't do it.
0: No. <laughs> I think it was Kurt Angle.
1: I mean, it's fantastic. Yes,
0: I remember that. Yeah,
1: And it was comedy gold, but that doesn't overshadow the fact that they just put on a banger of a match. Right. And it's just, I felt like, and, and of course, you know, there's a lot of things that Eddie's death, cost, uh, and it's 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 believed that, you know, Chris Benoit may still be here today, and uh, we watched that documentary, and and Vicky even kind of alluded to that. His ex-wife, or his widow, sorry, I didn't mean to say ex-wife, his widow, Vicky Guerrero, even kind of alluded to that, was that that's who a lot of wrestlers, Chris Benoit specifically, would go to. Yeah. Eddie was that voice backstage for them. That when they were struggling, he would like, hey, come on, like, yeah, it's it's okay. We're you know, here, let's, you know, what's bothering you? Let's let's work through that. Talk to me. They he never met a stranger. They you hear all the time, he had a smile that would light up the whole back back, back room. He loved wrestling, he loved life. And it's you know, he battled his demons. We all have. Right. And but he he overcame them and became a better person because of it i mean you know we've done this whole show and not mentioned chavo guerrero one time right i mean chavo is he gets overshadowed because eddie guerrero's his uncle like
2: yeah.
1: he's no slouch in the ring but because eddie guerrero's his uncle is like oh you're not as good as eddie well nobody's as good as eddie like of course he's not as good as eddie yeah but he's
0: pretty good. The family above Eddie wasn't as good as Eddie. Right. You know, I mean, his dad and uncle and all that, I mean, Eddie has to be the most well-known Guerrero out of all of them.
1: Oh, 100%. Right. He might be one of the most well-known Mexican wrestlers of all time.
0: Right. Maybe one of the, maybe the greatest. And, and you know, it's funny that you said something about his smile. When I close my eyes and think of Eddie Guerrero, I think of three things. You just did it. The shimmy. <laughs> yeah. The smile yep. and the car bumping up and down yeah. when he would come out and yeah. his music. Yeah. I mean, Viva la raza! I, I lie, I cheat, I, I steal. <laughs> I lie, I cheat, I steal. Yeah. You know, I, and and he's been gone for 16 years. How can you not and think? And it's like, it's like, I remember watching him wrestle yesterday. How can you not think of
1: Eddie Guerrero and smile?
0: I, I don't know how you can't. Or how you can't. Right. I mean, because I generally loved watching Eddie Guerrero. Loved it. And you know, the funny thing about it is, you know, we've mentioned this before on this show, that I got gooseys right now. I, I do. Yeah. We talk about emotion, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked about the guy that cried with, with Punk. Right. 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 Eddie gives me emotion now. Yeah. Thinking about just kind of reminiscing of this all these years later. I was genuinely torn up mm-hmm. when I found out he died. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had we had the internet back then. Right. You know, so it, it was not quite what it is now. Right. You wouldn't have got it instantly. Right. But it, you found out about it pretty pretty daggone quick and. I mean, I was crushed. Right. And, I mean, it wasn't long after that that we lost Benoit. Right. I mean, you, know, you kind of touched base on it there a while ago. We won't go a whole lot into it. But a lot of people feel like that Benoit's whole death had to do with not being able to cope with the loss of Eddie Guerrero.
1: And, and he had nobody to go to. Yeah. But, and, and I think that just goes to show you the impact that Eddie Guerrero had on and, Yeah. And I always say that. You can tell how people felt about a guy when they do the memorial shows. Yeah. And when they did the Eddie Guerrero memorial show, there wasn't... The wrestlers talking, they couldn't keep composure. They all wore the EG armbands. Um, Who was it? Randy Orton posted on Instagram. It's been within the year. That he was cleaning out a closet a shed something and he came across his Eddie Guerrero armband and he said i had to put it on one more time and just type this big you know this this sentimental thing about how much he missed Eddie Guerrero and how good Eddie Guerrero was and that he didn't even know if Eddie knew how good he was and just how much Eddie Guerrero meant to him, but you just said 16 years is how long he's been gone, mm-hmm. and Randy Orton has kept a black armband that has EG for 16 years.
0: And you you know that he got emotional, that
1: right? Day. He, and I mean, and, he, he would have had to. Have. And and I'm sure when he found it, and I'm sure he's not the only one that has one. Right. I'm sure they all have theirs and they can probably take, if they can't tell you where it is they can probably get you close and i'm sure they all get the exact it's one of those that they they go back to the to that day or they go back to the moment they heard the news and i'm sure they i'm sure they dwell there for a little bit but knowing the person that we know that is Eddie Guerrero they know that he doesn't want them to stay there right that he wants them to think about all the good times all the positive things and, and not the unfortunate passing. But, and, 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 and you're 100% accurate that I'm sure he got emotional. I, I don't know how you couldn't. Right. I mean, he was literally supposed to be in the program with him the day that he died. Right. Randy Orton was the guy that took his spot in the Survivor Series match. Right. Randy Orton. Was the sole survivor on the winning side in that Survivor Series match,
0: which basically tells you that that was the path for Eddie Guerrero, and that was
1: how Randy Orton got to honor Eddie Guerrero.
0: Right. And one thing we haven't you, thought... th- you think about it—that was '05. Randy had only been around a couple of years at that point. I right. Mean, had he even been? Yeah, I guess I guess he'd been around a little bit there.
1: Uh, And you talk about something we have not discussed. Is there anybody that delivered a better or more pretty frog splash?
0: Nope. Well, I mean, and think, well, think about that. Sasha Banks, Eddie Guerrero was the guy that pushed Sasha Banks into being a professional wrestler, one
1: hundred percent. She
0: she does the frog splash in honor of him, one hundred percent. I mean, she, he was the guy he that was the guy. pushed her. You know, it's, and it, it, until you said frog splash, I never, you know, I kind of slipped away from my mind on that. So,
1: and you look at, I mean, the closest, of course, you got uh, Rob Van Dam. He kind of made the frog splash. Famous, maybe. I think Eddie was doing it before that, uh, but he was a bigger name yeah. before Eddie became him. But Montez Ford now does a pretty good one. Uh, surprisingly, Kevin Owens does a really good frog splash. Yeah. But, I mean, it just he's just so good. And I was I was trying to look real quick. Um, we were talking. He, he died in 05. Um, I was trying to see when he – uh won Ray Mysterio won the two thousand six Royal Rumble. Uh, and he went on uh to win the uh World Championship at WrestleMania.
0: Uh, Which we talked about that this afternoon. I I thought right. this afternoon that Ray won that world title not long after that happened. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Eddie w- was gone.
1: Right. So know. so Eddie dies in November of 05. He died real close to Survivor Series. Right. Um, yeah. It's not coincidence that, you know, we've done the curtain call episode. We know that this, that kayfabe is out the window. Okay. Right. It's not chance that Rey Mysterio goes on to win the 06 Royal Rumble right. and then win the world title at WrestleMania. Right. I and,
0: mean, and then talking afterwards about how he did it for eddie i did it for eddie you know so it's not it's not chance, or you know it's not just a random thought i mean it it was absolutely 100 percent, you know a planned thing so
1: and and you know and i think eddie probably i don't think i think eddie is the world champion going into that royal rumble so i don't think he wins we do i mean
0: it's that's does he beat Big Show or Batista?
1: I, can't, I want to say the Big Show, but I can't really remember.
0: Because I feel like I know that he beat the Big Show one time, but I don't know if it was then. Because we, the Batista was the champion the day that he died. Batista was the champion, right? Yeah. He, he in that triple threat match. Rumor has it that Batista wanted some time off, of course, to, like for, you for said, an injury. Yeah.
1: It was actually a triple threat match between Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, and Randy Orton.
0: At, the, at WrestleMania? It was. Okay.
1: And he won the so match. So it must have
0: been a different title that he beat Big Show. He time.
1: won the match uh, after hitting Orton.
0: So Orton with, won the title from Batista at some point then?
1: I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think Orton took that spot yeah. that Eddie would have got. Right. Uh, and I think Orton probably was more than happy to hand that belt over to Rey mysterio
0: so funny right so here we are almost at an hour
1: and we didn't know that this show would take that long
0: and what was it that we said this afternoon when, when when i brought this idea up i said well we could probably do the whole show doing this
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then you go i i think we spent 15 20 minutes on it and then we'll right. you know we were going to fantasy book some stuff right, right. but Here we are, I mean, we've spent 40 minutes talking, well, a little bit more than 40 minutes just reminiscing. I think it was, you know, we we said that we wanted to honor Eddie. We said that we wanted to do something different. And, you know, I know when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we wanted a a format, you know. And we looked at the very first show that we did with Hulk Hogan and we thought maybe that would be the format, but when you're fantasy booking different things and talking about different things, I don't think you can just follow the same script every week. I think that would get old. I think it does. Right? Um, I think we brought out emotion out of ourselves today right. that we didn't know that we had. Right. And where I was talking about emotion a while ago was, is you know, we've talked about, well, I don't know that I was ever that emotionally attached to a wrestler. Man, I tell you what, I'm pretty darn close to tears right now. <laughs> Obviously, I was very emotionally attached to to um, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Right. I mean, David Justice. Yeah, or, or <laughs> <Soler>. uh, uh, <laughs> I just and this is all off the cuff. Every single bit of this, right? Because yep. we we actually, it's really funny. <clears throat> We've talked about this for a couple of days now. Going, I don't even know how this show's going. We like. Last night, we talked about not doing this show.
1: We talked about other topics that we could do, but we've what we had already advertised it.
0: Yeah, and because we didn't know how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we didn't know how it was going to go until about 40 minutes ago. Until we started talking. <laughs> right, because that idea just kind of popped in my head this afternoon because mm-hmm. it, we were throwing, throwing around ideas.
1: Because, that, I mean, honestly... We were like, did we do it this way? Did we do it this way? I and, and the one thing we didn't want to do is we didn't want to be disrespectful or not give Eddie the credit he deserves.
0: Right. And I, I know with the Owen show, we talked about his history, his love for his family, and how that all went down. And we fantasy booked some stuff about what could have possibly happened. Right. Eddie was at the height of his game. The top he couldn't have gotten any hotter. I mean, the only thing that he would have done is stay in the main event scene as long as he wanted to be there. Right. Right? I'm sure he would have spent some time with Cena. He would have spent some time with Triple H. that would
1: have tore the house down.
0: Probably spent some time with Shawn Michaels. Maybe even Ric Flair at some point down the road. But, you know, maybe another day. Maybe another day we do that. But it's just... it's amazing to me that we got started on talking about our love for Eddie Guerrero and how we unlock the emotion and how we just like bleh, <laughs> you know just it just come out of there and and that just shows you the passion and, and I hope I hope our listeners get
1: this right
0: we're two guys that love to talk about wrestling love it we talk about wrestling at least once every day at least and it's It could be the most random topics in the whole world. Weezy,
1: cheesy, and sleazy. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've been prepping for our Survivor Series spectacular show, and I think think that'll be a pretty good show. But it's just like, I think this was a show that had to go this way. I think so. Right? I I just think it worked well. Mm -hmm. I think when people listen to this show especially the people that are familiar with Eddie Guerrero, they're going to think back and they're going to like, oh man, I remember that one match against so-and-so. Right. Or they're going to be like, I'm going to close my eyes. And what do I, what do, what do you envision when you see Eddie Guerrero? Right. And I think they'll do that. Right. And I don't know that we could have done Eddie any better justice than, than what we did today. And I know this is, This is not our normal format of a show. It's not. We didn't really fantasy book anything. We did not. We
1: just 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 talked talked about Eddie Guerrero.
0: Eddie Guerrero, the love that we had for him, how great of a wrestler he was. Right. And, man, I mean, you know, you mentioned something earlier about how the guys talked that night and stuff. You know, he obviously got a 10-bell count, right? He did, not every wrestler gets that.
1: They do not. Right. Sometimes they just get their picture on a screen.
0: Right. If if the, whole, if the whole staff comes out and you get the 10 bells, you're doing you something. something.
1: And, you know, here's, here's my one regret with Eddie Guerrero. And, and, and it's a regret with everything. It's, 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 it's why we have to live each day to the fullest. We got 86,400 seconds in a day. We need to live each of those to its maximum potential. 'Cause we never know when our book is gonna close. Right. You know, we knew Eddie Guerrero was good, but we didn't realize how good Eddie Guerrero was. Right. And there's and and, and and kind of tying this into my missing the mark, that's why I hope as wrestling fans we can just get back to enjoying it. Because there's a lot, a whole lot of really good wrestlers right now that if we get too caught up in what the dirt sheets say and what's being teased, that we're missing really good wrestlers right now. And it's going to be unfortunate that the only way we're going to be able to remember them moving forward is we have to turn on Peacock or whatever streaming service AEW ends up with.
0: And if we keep on that, us as wrestling fans will be missing Mark. We will be. And with that.
1: I think it's a great closing.
0: It's a great way to wrap it up. You want to throw our sponsors out there? I want to
1: throw our sponsors a little, a little, little shout out. Pick business up, you know. Business, Jr. You say business is about to pick up. Well, business is about to pick up with Hyder's White Bread, the excellence of execution of white bread. We have Darren's Dashing Dinners and computer repair, and also Crouch Family Bakery, Bread Claws, Slinging Bread Daily. <laughs>
0: He asked me the other day, he said, so I've picked up another hobby I didn't know I had. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> guys, we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.
1: Viva la raza! I lie, I cheat, I steal. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Yo, mamacita, I got that
0: That wraps up this episode from corner to corner. Tune in each Saturday as we discuss some of the biggest moments in pro wrestling history. Be sure to like our Facebook page and click us a follow on the podcast. Until next time, this is Sean.
1: And this is Neil. Stay safe, friends.